like a stew. A pinch of salt and left you too. A scoop of tips to add the spice. Dash of love to make it nice. And you got too many cooks. Too many And with that, welcome back to the podcast. Um, this is The Foreigner, and uh, <clears throat> you guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Arden. I'm Ryan. Other Ryan. I'm uh, David. Sick. Um, yeah, so this time we're going to be talking about uh, how college stuff panned out at USQ Cup 12. Fuck. Um, so I think we're going to go flight by flight, and uh, why don't we start with flight A? Yeah. Um, disclaimer for everyone, we're, we won't talk about club division that much. I mean, like, bottle will, but yeah, none of us really give a shit. Um, also, like, nothing exciting happened. Like, it pretty yeah. much went according to plan. The two Texas teams that were better than everyone did well, and that's it. Yeah, and every team everyone knew was good made it pretty far with, like, the exception of QCB getting destroyed by Gambits, but everything else was pretty expected, I think. I don't know. That, that was pretty expected, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> and Boom okay. Train got shut out, which is pretty sick. But other than yeah. that, that's all that mattered in the club. All right. Um, okay, I guess we can start with Flight A, the one that we were in. Um, this is a pretty top-heavy flight with the top five. Uh, Texas A&M came out um, 4-0. Uh, we, we, as in Cal, played them in the 3-0 game. And I think they were, like, up one, up two, and then they caught. Um, yeah, it was a good game. Texas A&M was solid, and they just got dicked by um, the draw that they got in bracket. But um, looking, kind of looking through the scores, the biggest, the biggest one that stood out to me, I don't know about you guys, was uh, Texas A&M taking Miami, Ohio out of range. Um, I had heard lots of stuff about Miami, Ohio, like leading up to it, how they only had one loss, and then just kind of fell flat. It looks like in that game. Um, I don't know if uh, you guys saw any other matches in this flight. I mean, I, I really like playing against uh, James Madison. I thought they were really good uh, quaffle team. They were fun to play against. Yeah, yeah I, I played James Madison a few times. I, uh, I, I, I definitely thought they were a dark horse for like a Sweet 16 run. I think, I think that was their cap, and I think they lost to NYU in range in the round of 32. So they were almost Sweet 16. I think they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, they're one of those teams that only has about, like, four or five good players. Gotcha. You know, their chasers are making in-cuts. I think, like, what uh, Rochester United used to do, where they, like, send it in instead of, like, looping around out, um, as a lot of other teams do. And that was, um, that was interesting to see. Their timing was just a little off in our game. Um, but, yeah, props to JMU. Um, what happened to U of R? Oh yeah, so I mean, I mean, I mean, they were just super overrated going in. Yeah, I think I think if you like actually look at the film from last year, we watched like the film from the final last year. Like, and Perry did a lot of the lifting of the meter game, and Stephen and Tim were like playing like very very supportive roles. Um, I think I think Stephen's really good. Like Tim is like like they're like they're mostly solid, you know, um, but they're not like anything like world beating. Um, I think we went into that expecting their beaters to overpower ours, and when it was the opposite, it was just kind of surprising. Yeah, um, I mean, Did like our our chances our, stand out on any of the Quaffle players. Uh, I mean, Sean Benjamin, like as Ethan was talking about before, like he's like solid, but like nothing special. Yeah, solid, uh, like comparable to who? Like, um, like Frank, Frank. Uh, I don't know his last name on NYU. The, the short guy, like, they have a Frank similar driving Minson. style. Yeah, Frank Min- Minson. Yeah, they have, like, a similar kind of driving style. Um, like, same kind of agility. But, yeah, I don't know. Their, their beater game was kind of underwhelming, especially, like, since they the game that we played against them, we lost the coin flip. It was on pitch two on Saturday, so the wind was, like, howling one way. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And then, so we, we drew it, and it was, like, an afternoon game, so the sun was setting. And so, like, every single blood dry I threw was, like, going into, like, a 20-mile-per-hour win. It was by far, like, the most lopsided conditions I've ever played in. Like, yeah, in that game, Earl touched the ball zero times. There was just no getting her the ball. Yeah. That's never happened before. That win was fucking crazy because you can't even... 
like forget about making quaffle plays like you can't even recover bludgers on defense like it it was crazy it was just stupid windy yeah and then um and then you have our lost to minnesota uh, later on, giving them their 2-2 record, and then they ended up not qualifying for bracket. So the the loss of Minnesota is shocking to me. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I was talking to Ethan Avery. He said they just played really poorly, but I don't know. They, I was expecting a lot more from the beater game, and it wasn't there. Yeah. Did they get their wins over? Like two shitty teams. Shitty teams. Um, Did Minnesota they, make bracket? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I think I think they did. I think they lost. Look it up. Yeah, yeah, to Miami, to, Ohio. To Miami, Ohio. Yeah, yeah lost to Miami, Ohio. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I, I watched that game, uh, and yeah, Minnesota didn't look very good against Miami, Ohio at all. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it was one seventy forty. Yeah. Um, conclusion: Rochester sucks. Anything? Any games <laughs> in this pool? Well, how? Yeah, A and M and you guys. How was that one? Um, and then their keeper, um, Connor McIntyre, I think he's, yeah, super fast, um, just drives to the right a ton. Um, and they have solid beaters. Uh, Nick, Nick Roy, I think number zero, like we, uh, he wasn't there for some reason in our game. Um, but, but they have solid beaters, like just like a physical Texas team that was like really solid on point D. Um, but like we, I don't know. I was going 100%. Fenning said he wasn't for that game. And it, A&M? Yeah. I mean, we already had the three wins we, we needed. And, yeah. we, you know, we, had, we figured we had four or five more games that day. So it wasn't like at 100% that game. But, yeah. How much did you play, TJ? And how much did you play? In the A&M game? Yeah. It was about 50-50, I'd say. Maybe, maybe I played like a little bit yeah, more. Nah, I watched that game today. You subbed out with like 15 minutes to get – or like 15 minutes in and then came back on to the chump pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you played a decent amount. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it was like the eight point five time slot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see anything in Miami, Ohio, but yeah. that's kind of surprising because they they were a little bit hyped up, no? Mm-hmm. And like they, and like, I don't know, on like Facebook, some dude on their team commented like, "Oh, like we only have one loss. Like, like why are you guys underrating us? Like, like this? Why?" Yeah. Um, in defense of Miami, Ohio, I think it might have been like their fanboys, not necessarily people on their team. Gotcha, but, gotcha. but yeah, yeah, they definitely yeah. had a bunch of fanboys on. Uh, it's like, like UVA. Yeah. So, so did UVA. That's you're not wrong. I mean, some of those some of those people are people I used to play with at UNC. So. Gotcha. All right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can move on to flight yeah, B. Go to flight B, which is the one oh. Harris you were in. Oh no! I thought flight B was super rough. Just like looking at it on paper, just looking at it on paper, the first, the top five teams, and CMU was better than we expected. Um, Mizzou and Kansas, obviously solid. Utah State, West Regional champs. UCLA went four and zero somehow in this fight. So obviously there were a lot of tough teams. Then RIT was shockingly good too. They ran into Texas in the bracket, so they couldn't make any noise there. But they kept us and Kansas in range. They were up early on Kansas. Um, and then, of course, everyone knows Austin Quidditch went three and one through that flight. So, obviously, it was a stacked flight. Um, very physical games, physical game after physical game. I know we had to go through Mizzou and then KU and then Utah State on Sunday morning. So we were just beaten up after coming out of that flight. Um, but then, I don't know. I think everyone was pretty disappointed with KU this tournament. But I don't. Like, they look fine to me. They weren't – I expected them to dominate, and they didn't, but they still look like a good Quidditch team. I didn't get to see the Anteater game, and I didn't get to see the Texas game. But through flight play, they still went 3-1. and one. Um, We got them. Be- Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. This All just right. cut out. All right, so this cut out. We're talking about KU. We're talking about KU. Are we going to wait for Badal or – No, nah, fuck uh, it. We'll move on. He'll come back. Flight B, um, or the last flight five minutes. B. Yeah, flight B was a shit show. Everyone was really good. Um, <laughs> I think people were like disappointed with KU because they thought they were gonna steamroll everybody, and they didn't. But I mean, I still when we played them, they looked solid. They looked like a good Quidditch team. Um, they were up twenty on us, and we managed to pull the snitch. So it's not like like, like they were still getting the better of us. And I know like. 
they got a tough matchup against Texas, and I didn't see the Irvine games, so I don't know what happened there. But yeah. I think they're still a really, really good Quidditch team. I think people are overstating how bad, how badly they performed this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you take a look at their scores, and their first real game with CMU, they were tied 80-80, then pulled. And yeah. your game, they were up 20, and you said they were like flirting out of range. Um, up 20, and then Liz pulled. And then they were down 10 to RIT. Yeah, RIT was pulled. also a much better team than I think people thought. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, RIT kept us in range too. That was the first game of the day. We didn't luck out with an easy game. Um, but their RIT's beaters are really solid. They ran a double mail set the whole time against us. Um, their chases were really good too. I don't know. No one specific stood out. Like nobody was super physical or driving on us and like scoring a bunch of buckets, but they just kept it kept it in there. They made a couple of shots, even in through the wind on Saturday morning. So I yeah. mean, they were a much better team than people expected, which sucked in a flight where you already have the top five and then Austin Quidditch overperforming. And then RIT didn't even make bracket, is that right? They made bracket, but they lost to Texas in the first oh, round. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the well, draw. And, yeah. See I think this flight, I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from about everyone being good, but I think I also think everyone might be, like, slightly overrated in this flight. Like, this flight had, I think, zero Elite Eight teams. Yeah. Did anyone Kansas get to the Elite Eight? Kansas lost to Texas in the Elite yeah. Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, UCLA yeah, so. made it the furthest. I mean, no, 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 Kansas no, made Elite Eight. Kansas yeah. made Elite Eight. Oh, Kansas so, didn't make Elite Eight. Okay, KU, Mizzou, and RIT all got knocked out by Texas. Uh, okay, but Kansas's path to Elite Eight was an overtime win against Anteater Quidditch. Yeah, that's, which, that is true. That's pretty weak. <laughs> Yeah. What, what you guys are from the, the West? What, how? Who is like how? How good is Anteater Quidditch? Like they beat you at uh, Utah State during yeah. the regular season and in the round of 32, <laughs> and they were close to beating Kansas, I guess. Like, I mean, are they good? Or I mean, you think about like in the West, there's a clear top three of Cal, UCLA, uh, Utah State. You know, on any given day, they'll beat up on each other. They are the four and then and then there's a clear like drop off to get to Anteater. And but then it, there's it, another like, clear not, drop okay. off after Andrews. Yeah, it's a drop yeah. off on the chaser end and not on the beater end. So when you face teams that whose 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 uh, whose beaters aren't on point, Kobe will eat him up. And Kobe is like their main beater, and he just he's good. And the, it, like as long as that chasers can just take those lanes and score, they they'll score points on teams that let them score points. And if yeah. you're not able to like keep up with him, then you're just gonna get eaten up. And so yeah. like. That's where where the where the good teams have lost to UCI has been on the beta game and then just getting beaten up by consistent chases. Nothing like out of the ordinary special, but it's just it's just yeah. like quit it. And and like they have like solid role players um, that like complement Kobe very well. Like it beat a partner like Lydia. She she's like trading beats, um, did pretty well from what I saw. And then like Daniel Belton, like the rookie, um, his physical presence, and then like Tyler. So yeah, like. I don't know. They're like they're good. But if you look at that score, like they had 80 points after catch, right? So I mean, if any team, like if you can only put up 80 points, you're liable to get upset. Yeah. And I don't know what happened in that game to KU. Um, I think they're a better team than that scoreline shows. I'd be interested to watch it because I'm pretty sure it was live streamed. Yeah. Yeah. Probably on shitty phone quality. No one can deny that KU has good pieces, but. Like watching them, I I feel like they just lack like a certain it factor, it, that teams like Cal or Texas yeah. or Texas. They definitely State did this weekend. Have. They had it at HDI yeah. when they yeah. beat up on everybody, and I don't know where it went. But also, you have to like think like Cal. We literally didn't touch a ball since the beginning of November because of the fires and winter break. And like you guys had winter break, Texas was off for a month, and they came back to school for a week and a half. So like, yeah, Kansas. yeah, Kansas came back early, a week early, practice, and then so they like got together and were at their best, and while everyone else was at their very worst, you know. Yeah, I don't know if HVI was a true indicator of of how the national tournament was gonna pan out. Yeah. Clearly not. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot more for the community side. Right, yeah. right, but that's to be expected because not that much changes. But like when you have first and second year Quidditch players yeah. on the team. Totally. Like, Two or three weeks of practice before a big tournament makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't yeah, know. The... Like Kansas just lacks someone who, like, I think 
Tabor should be that person. Like, naturally, Tabor should be that person. But he's just such a big target and he's not agile enough. But you need someone who can, like, close it out and can, like, like get you those two extra goals. That when, yeah. when, when time comes, you need those two goals. And I feel like they weren't able to do that. Like, when we played them, when, when UCLA played them this year uh, at, at Nationals, it was just a matter of us being down three goals. Like, it was down three the whole time. And they needed just, like, one or two goals. And they just could never get that one or two goals. Um, and um, so actually, and then I know just talking about Utah State, like while we were on the anteater path, Utah State in their anteater game, they were without Anthony. He played. I saw him play. Like I watched the second half of the game. Sure he, he played, playing, but he had a messed up knee, I'm pretty sure. Which happened against you guys in the first minute. Yeah, it happened against us. It was really sad because they could, like, like you said, I don't know if it got recorded because we cut out. But um, they could have been one of the teams to make a Final Four run if everything went right. I mean, they have a great seeker. They have two great beaters, um, and their chaser line gets it done. But as soon as one of those key pieces goes down, one of those like four pieces like Cam, Kellen, Snap, or Drew, or maybe even Amber, they're pretty much toast. I don't know if I'd say that chaser line run. gets it done, though. I don't know if I'd go that far. Like they, I mean, it does, but not without their beaters. Like when they play, like when they play with Snap and Drew, they do enough to score points and keep teams in range and keep it ready for Kellen, but... Yeah. Um, Do we want to talk about RIT? Because uh, I think when uh, when we talked about them, it was after Vidal disconnected, yeah. Um, I think I mentioned briefly when we came yeah. back on, just when we were talking about yeah. how they played um, us and Kansas close. Yeah. But, like, good, good performance in them, and then they got... They drew Texas. How do we feel yeah. about your Texas? <clears throat> How do you feel about what? Mizzou. I wasn't that impressed with Mizzou. Yeah. I mean, they they run a mixed set, um, just like we kind of tried to do, but I didn't see anything from their mail. Like, when we run mixed, I try and take over the game, and I try and, like, be very aggressive, and I didn't see that from their mail beaters. So I feel like they kind of just got, like, I don't know, they kind of got, they were too passive. And even though yeah. their chasing line was physical, obviously we still put up enough points to get out of range, so. And that, that was another team that... I feel like there was a lot of college teams I saw that struggled to finish around the hoops this weekend. And that was another one uh, where it was... I mean, maybe the win played a factor because these teams are used to making the... <clears throat> like, taking the contact and making that open pass to the open female chaser behind the hoops, aside side of the hoops. And that's why yeah. it got fucked up. But it was just a lot of that and, and a lot of just, like, getting slowed down by a rap and not finishing the play. Mm-hmm. That was also... That was the only game I saw of Mizzou was when we played them. And that was just a crazy game with the whole ref situation and ARs being wacky and the score table not showing the scorecard and then probably getting scores wrong once or twice. So I don't know how much I can talk about Mizzou, but I just when we played them, I wasn't super impressed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. <coughs> and, I think that yeah, should be it. I didn't watch Austin Quidditch, but in a flight where you already have CMU overperforming, KU, Mizzou, West Regional Champs in Utah State, UCLA, to have Austin Quidditch show up and go 3-1 is pretty insane. Yeah, their one loss was a blowout to Utah State. Utah which State. Is, which is interesting. <laughs> which is, is, is interesting, yeah. Um, probably because, I mean, I'm guessing just like the beaters just took over. Yeah, like that's if a you're experience. Yeah. B-teams are usually old first people. and second players. Yeah, first dude, Utah State beaters could... usually aren't very talented. Yeah, you, dude, Utah State could legit be a community team because they're all just like 25, <laughs> 26. Yeah, I was trying to ask Kevin like the average age, and it's just like <laughs> so difficult to tell because everyone goes on their missions and shit. Yeah, like have them are married, and like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, play C. Um, yeah. So this is the the UMD Texas. Uh, this flight. is the flight we weren't in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I don't know like if this was. Very, if there were any um, ASU, and they were missing a couple players this weekend, which is which might explain some of the results. Um, Middlebury getting a win. Yeah, um, Middlebury. Um, we I ref. Oh yeah, this is the one with Baylor. I think uh, Cal. We had a ref crew. Um, I refed an Ohio University game. We ref like Baylor, um, Middlebury games, and there's all like I feel like there's a lot of college programs that are kind of like just one player or like one step away. Or like one good recruiting class, and I feel like Baylor is there. Um, Middlebury could get there with like two recruiting classes. Like, um, I feel, and same with like Ohio University. I know they had a kind of like disappointing 
a bracket, um, like a bracket finish. But I feel like there's a lot of teams um, across the country that are just like one good step away. That were, that, that were kind of like Cal, like last year, like Cal two years ago. Cal two years ago. Yeah, Cal two, that are like um, step away. So I think like Baylor, especially with the just like Southwest experience that you play, could be um, look solid. I don't know who they're missing or whatever, but or like who's graduating for them, but. Um, I think that they'll be a solid team. Just a, just a point of comparison about this flight, because David was saying no one from Flight B made Elite Eight, so Flight B was maybe a little bit overhyped. Um, UTSA went 3-1 and one in Flight C, and they got worked by Mizzou in the bracket. Um, yeah, everyone was injured for them. Yeah, oh, I thought uh, UTSA underperformed this tournament nationals, but yeah. people yeah. were injured? or Yeah, yeah, so Daniel Williams from UTSA came up and talked to me um right before the round of 32 and then um like in the AM game at like 8 a.m uh i like went to the med 10 after because like my mouth messed up and there were th- like three utsa players sitting in the med 10 oh, yikes um so and apparently they only had like seven people for that mizzou game oh so, yeah yes. so which might explain some of it That's, how do you you're a <clears throat> texas team how can you not travel well to nationals uh i don't know i mean i think like after like Miguel left, just like a lot of like the organizational stuff fell. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't UCLA know. next year, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, Raptor Quidditch got went two and two in this pool. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, really. uh, we should talk for a second about like University of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the South Regional Champion. Um, they were plus four on Rutgers when they caught Rutgers is very bad. Um, (laughs) The the only other team besides Rutgers they beat was Florida Gulf Coast, another team from the South. Yeah. Uh, Or, sorry. uh, sorry, Excuse me. BDS. Brandeis. Brandeis. Okay, sorry. They beat them too. My bad. Um, But then they (laughs) lost to Middlebury. Yeah. Wait. Uh, Yeah. And and, and then they oh and then God. they uh, lost to Austin Quidditch in the in the round of thirty two. <laughs> and that, that that's a re- that's a regional champion. That, like that straight up losing about. to a B team. <laughs> yeah. How does University of Florida draw Middlebury, and then um, who's their next team? And then Brandeis. Yeah. And then Florida Gulf Coast, and then Rutgers. When we draw RIT, and then Mizzou, and then KU, and then. Utah State and we went four and zero and they went and uh, U of F went three and one. That seems yeah. ridiculous. I mean that's, that's I mean you won your first game. That just kind of puts you on a path to hard and hard matchups. Um, but still they managed to go three and one with that. Oh, yeah, that been a gift. Sure. Um, and then and then how they doing, Bright? Yeah, they lost to fucking. Austin Quidditch. Like the easiest quadrant of the bracket. This is a good time to, to bring up the one of the questions that someone asked uh, about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, uh, someone asked about our opinions on the USQ tiebreaker policies in national. So the strength of schedule versus strength of victory thing. Yeah, um, I mean, I think everyone's in agreement on yeah. like what it should be. Yeah, strength it's, of schedule. It's just like it's really stupid that 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 was decided, but that's how it goes. And yeah. But so just to play devil's advocate, in a in a world where all the two and twos make bracket play, all the teams with two wins, so is it is it then fair to to compare strength of victory when everyone has the same number of victories versus strength of schedule? Uh, what, like to just to make sure you're focusing on the teams they beat versus the teams they lost to. Yeah, it's a lot different standard when you're not cutting teams by it. How does strength like of schedule? Oh yeah actually calculated does it factor in in range games versus out of range games wait for what no, no it's just a win, it's just it's your just a win record it's your opponent's yeah. record not counting the games against yourself if they could if they could somehow create like a multiplier for like hey if you played this team in range you get like 1.0 times their record and if you play that if you lose them out of range you only get like half their record i think that's, that would be a good way, way too to complicated for you to do on site it is definitely way too cold. But if they have the whole night, <laughs> if they have Saturday night to do it, and just, like, I'm sure someone could write some sort of algorithm, or just, it wouldn't take that long to figure it out. Dude, you're overestimating them, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, you're right, but... It was just accentuated this year because teams got cut, but, like, yeah. CMU coming in as a 32 seed is ridiculous yeah. when they lost in range to Kansas. True, true. 
So true. No, I mean, I totally agree. And like, we have the Mr. Uh, board of guy on the board of directors here. Um, he's like not even listening to us. <laughs> like, but yeah, maybe, maybe he could fucking do something. Is he talking to Danny? Like, what the fuck? Hello? Yeah, sorry. There's some things I can't stand. I can't say. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Let's go to flight uh, D, which is um, the Virginia flight. Well, um, hold on. Can we can yeah. we touch on one thing in this flight real quick? Mm-hmm. The yeah. uh, Maryland Texas game. Yeah. Oh, that was a great yeah. game. Te- Texas. Oh, you're sorry. Maryland was the only team to keep Texas in range, and they were mm-hmm. tied yeah. when Texas caught. Mm-hmm. And then didn't didn't they have like a good snitch catch caught off? Like I only caught the end of the they game. They did. They I they did have a good snitch catch caught off. Uh, called off. Uh, yeah. it's on it's on the USQ live stream. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty clear. Pretty clean. Um, but you know the result is what is what the result was. You know you got to moving forward. You got to look at it as you know. Maryland is the only team that kept them in range. Yeah, uh, and it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Um, granted, given how good Texas looked this weekend. Yeah, was and, was Texas playing full roster, hundred percent? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. TK played the first like twelve minutes, I think. Uh, yeah, Luca Meissner. Uh, sorry if yeah. I'm mispronouncing that. Played like most of the game. Sure. Yeah, it looked like they were worked harder than than yeah. you guys worked in for sure. Yeah, one one of their players, I think, <laughs> I think Aiden Parsi maybe posted in one of the uh, AQD forums that like yeah. they definitely expected to see Maryland in the final. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and this like kind of raises question. I know like um, Sturm was talking about this. Like, is you like UMD might have the second best showing from the tournament because of that game? That even though they lost in the Elite Eight to NYU on a. I mean, I don't know how they lost to NYU. I mean, you watch the like. I watched the game. Like they were up forty, fifty the entire time, just couldn't pull. And then when it, NYU got it back down to thirty, they had like the the snitch catch on which the the snitch like turned. Yeah, back. yeah. So so the so the, the defensive female seeker, uh, like uh, Janice, yeah, Janice Liu, I think I think. Um, she's a baller, by the way. She, she got a yeah yeah. She got a card for like charging the uh, Maryland seeker, right? Yeah. So she goes in the box. At that point, I think NYU is down four. Or yeah, NYU is down four. Uh, yeah. Frank Minson goes and scores. Uh, about the same time, she gets released from the box, comes back. The the snitch doesn't realize she's out of the box, and she yeah. just goes up and catches mm-hmm. in overtime. I mean, but my my question is like, if UMD can hold Texas to sixty quaffle points, how is NYU <laughs> even able to put up what is that? <laughs> 130 quaffle points on them. Like, yeah. I mean, I played yeah. both teams. They're very different yeah. offenses. Yeah, and like uh, for sure. And, and that it, I feel like that we got that type that type of result across like across the board at this nationals, where like one team blew out another, but then was in range with an, with another team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the commutative property doesn't really it hasn't like clearly doesn't apply to this nationals. Yeah. It's it's uh, a very it's it's very hard to rank these teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's based good the results. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. yeah, for sure. I mean, the, it just shows that parity is alive and well in the college game, which I think, I, which I think is something that we didn't, a lot of people like didn't see coming, um, going into the nationals. I also I think, think familiarity played played a very big difference in in this nationals. Like teams that were familiar with it, with each other, like clearly played better against their higher ranked opponents than otherwise. Yeah. Um, and I think like. I don't know. Hypothetically, yeah. if college teams were to play each other more, like top-ranked college teams were to play each other more, you probably have less of that, and you probably have more of the elite teams being more elite. But, but yeah, definitely good for parity. <coughs> Play T. Play T. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, okay. I gave it the floors yours on this one. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, RPI. Yeah, this is my flight. RPI took this flight 4-0. They beat uh, Penn State uh, in the 3-0 game. Uh, RPI RPI beat us uh, Saturday night around like 1 a.m. <laughs> um, yeah. And Texas State went 3-1. Uh, we beat Texas State. Um, and then after we beat Texas State, yeah. Texas State went on to beat Michigan Quidditch in range. Um, and then... Uh, Texas Tech out of range, and Texas Tech was down 60 and caught. Um, Talk us through a little bit of the how. How did you lose to RPI but beat Texas State? 
I mean, it, it depends. Do you want like the PC answer no, or do no, you want? The... Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Throw people under the bus. Okay, yeah. so um, a big, you know, multiple reasons. Um, we uh, we we didn't play good defense. First of all, we were up three for a long time in that game. Like we let them back in. But the the you know the the non PC answer is I played three minutes of that game because I was like dead sick, like like keeling over in pain, like, and so I played like three four minutes in that game. That's that's the non that's the that's the that's the, the non PC answer right. But the um the like the if you look at the gameplay the game the gameplay answer is we like our defense requires a lot of communication for rotation. Um, a lot of times I'm the catalyst to that, and in the wind it's hard to communicate as well. And we just had a lot of miscommunications on defense, like leaving players wide open for for scores. Um, what, when did when did Cooper get injured? Like well, like not like uh, I think RPI was the last game he chased. Oh. Okay. Um, I think he sat out. I think he was only seeking starting in the Michigan game the next morning. Um, which which was a highly entertaining game, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that was a good game. Uh, Michigan is a good team. They they went one and three, like whole. Oh, like, they got screwed by the draw, right? They, they were got like, so screwed. They were one and they were one and two, and we were two and one, and they drew us for the third round game, uh, after, fourth round, fourth round Texas game. State at one and one. Yeah, after playing Texas State. And I mean, granted, they shouldn't have lost to Penn State because having played Penn State and having played Michigan, I would say Michigan is the better team. Michigan gave us definitely the better challenge. Yeah, Penn State's not. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Penn State's like a very a very competent team, but they're not pushing Final Four or anything like that in the way that Texas State or you know perhaps UVA maybe maybe, um, and. So yeah, did you guys see any games in this in this flight that you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about the UVA Michigan game. Um, okay. Uh, super long snitch on pitch. Um, I was really impressed with both um, both beater sets. I know um, Michigan. I couldn't really tell the difference between any of them because they all had like spiky hair. Yeah, <laughs> they all they yeah all the guys on Michigan like went with mohawks for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But just like both teams have a really good understanding of like what to do, snitch on pitch. Um, I think that was a game that Billy Quatch filmed for you. Oh yeah, what was the deal with Billy Quatch? How much you guys like pay him to like follow you guys around? Uh, we paid him, uh, you know, like five hundred. <laughs> How much? We paid him. We paid him enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he doing like a documentary on you guys or like what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we like we like reached out to him and we're like, hey, are you gonna be at nationals? Like, you know, because he normally does like movies or whatever, or like like highlight reels. I mean, are we talking and... seven hundred or under seven hundred? <laughs> yeah, I want to say is like, on Saturday when the thunderstorms were going on, we saw Billy Quash and Chipotle with the Virginia team just filming them. It was yeah. like before games. Even started. <laughs> it's definitely above seven. Whoa, whoa, hold up! I was there. He was not filming us in Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were pretty sure I, yeah, I was, walking I was, I was, with cameras. I was, I, I was right behind you in line. I, I was right behind you in line. Yeah. We went straight to um never mind. So uh but he said for sure over seven hundred. We so we we just like were talking to him about like, hey, can you put a reel for us together? And he was like not planning to come to nationals. Um so we just like made sure he came to nationals and so he just filmed all our games, and he's like putting together his own like his own creative idea, mm-hmm. um, just like sort of like a docu yeah. type thing. We'll see what it turns out as. Yeah, Actually, and, and I know Josh Josh Mansfield made a comment where, like with all the major events happening in Richmond. Like, yeah, really good promo. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Like, yeah, we want to make sure that you know UVA stays relevant mm-hmm. for a while. So that's uh, yeah. uh, you know, recruiting has a lot to do with that. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so, uh, yeah, Michigan definitely is a really, really good team. They got screwed over by this by this flight. I yeah. thought this I thought this flight was one of the stronger flights. There were three elite eight teams. Mm. Um, Michigan, who you know maybe isn't an elite eight team, but is a really good team that didn't even make bracket. Yeah, RPI. Um, yeah, and and you mentioned the uh, our beaters. 
our uh, now that nationals is over i'm, I'm okay saying this uh but our beaters were getting like very underrated all year i think that like the seeker floor was like talking about how our beaters like definitely couldn't match up with uh texas state or anything like yeah. that and i'm not trying to say our beaters are like better than texas state but man like in the our two games versus texas state our mm-hmm. beaters like, you know show that that they're that they are uh you know they're a force to be reckoned with they're 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 really good and our best two beaters are our first year and a second year damn that's good um how would you say they ra- they matched up like with naraki on and off the pitch because i know um a lot has been made of no, no i mean i mean i mean it's like it's like a fair point like <laughs> like, like when he's off like is it when he's on the pitch um you guys are like even or texas state is a little ahead and then when he subs off you guys are you guys can take control um, I don't know if that's something you were paying attention to. Dude, it's not even only Naraki. Like, they have Christopher De La Fuente yeah, of Naraki. Yeah. They have uh, who's the female chaser or female beater on Team USA? Uh, Bailey Fields. Bailey and then, Fields. They have another. They have another uh, backup uh, yeah, female Markle. who's really good. Yeah. And then they have a third male beater who's I don't know his name, but he's also very very good. It's not just Naraki. No. Not at all. Cool. Uh, yeah, and I mean, there's film. Texas State, like, like in addition to Billy Quatch's film, like Texas State films all their games. I don't know if that'll be available or not, but hopefully you guys can uh, check it out. Those were some really good games. Uh, Since we're on the topic of Naraki, I know he's been getting a few Team USA nods here and there. How do we feel about that? I mean, I I didn't see a single Texas State game this weekend, so I can't really say. I didn't see any of it. I mean, but like, I mean, we played him last year. I mean, we played Texas State twice last year. And he just totally destroyed us. So he's pretty good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's, he's solid. I just I just wish he. I wonder what his like minute load is on on Texas State. Like, I wonder what the minutes problem is there because there, there's some beaters that stay in forever, and he's not one of them. Not yeah. that that's a problem come Team USA because he's not going to be that role for them at all. But but he does have a skill set that that is unique to him. And very few other beaters. Yeah, super good at catching. Um, like especially like throwing and catching in a one-on-one battle. Yeah. Um, but do I think he deserves to make Team USA? Probably not, just because no. like club players have so much experience. But yeah. maybe in a couple well, years. What about the what about the whole uh, like uh, development academy thing? Oh yeah, definitely. Super dope. Um, yeah. I mean, he definitely should go to that. I don't know if he. Qual- I assume he's not. Who's gonna pay to fly out to that? And how exactly is it working? Yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing because I know, but basically there's been interest in, um, I know like some people have only, I don't know, but like basically like you know Eli, um, yeah. he's invited to it, but then number zero on Cal, yeah, absolutely pulled out. She's so good. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but then, uh, but yeah, and, and then I, and then I was like looking more into it because I didn't actually like read the article when it came out because it's the day before nationals. Yeah, and then um, and then it's actually like a training camp in Richmond. And I was like, oh, there's no way like he flies out. So yeah, we'll it's like week long, but yeah, theory it's super cool. Uh-huh. In theory, it's super awesome. But I, I I wonder how many actual deserving candidates will be able to afford to make it out there. Mm-hmm. So then, like, do you get like second tier people going, or right. just like and you do you just get like people who can afford to be there? Mm-hmm. And happen to just be get there. just get a bunch of UVA players and and Maryland players. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Um, Dude, I mean, I will say, Mid Atlantic is no longer overrated. Yeah. Yeah. They have been surpassed but, by the Northeast. Yeah. yeah. Northeast is now the most <laughs> overrated region. Yeah. Wait, oh, yeah. All right. Like, Before we move yeah. on from this flight, can we take our yeah. uh, RPI question right here? Go yeah, wait, yeah, wait. What was the question? <laughs> I'm going to go piss while you guys take this. Wait, bottle. Oh, now I have to pull up the questions. Does anyone have it up? Uh, when the question was like, if RPI, I, got it. I, got Wait, it. I want the exact language. All right. Okay. <laughs> if RPI had beaten Cal in the Elite Eight, they would very likely have beaten NYU to make it to the finals based on matchups this season. How do you think RPI and the systematic offense would have matched up against Texas? <laughs> All right. Um. I mean, honestly, they probably get killed 300 to nothing. Yeah, like. All right, I just, I just want to answer this question by saying that RPI was down in quaffle points to Austin Quidditch before they caught the snitch. So, <laughs> RPI <laughs> systematic <laughs> offense would not have been able to deal with UT. 
actual U team, not the B team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, I, I think that answers the question. All right, that's, we can end it there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, next question. <laughs> all right, um, let's go. Uh, let's move on to the bracket here. Um, uh, I kind of want to kind of just break this down by quadrant, and then, uh, David, we can start with the top left one, uh, which is the one UVA, and which is the worst possible setup uh, with Texas A&M, CMU, Penn State, which is like a decent team, Texas State, Miami, Ohio, Minnesota, UVA, Virginia Tech. Um, like, kind of like what, what was your reaction when you guys found out like this was the bracket and then you guys beat up on Virginia Tech, beat Miami, Ohio? And then, yeah, their scores yeah. reversed on this. Yeah, on this yeah I figured. <laughs> and then um, Texas State caught. Yeah, what was that like? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, our tech game, you know, we know tech pretty well. Yeah. Um, they, they, there was one of their players they had been missing. He had, cause he had been like, uh, in Florida for an internship. They brought him, they flew him in for nationals. So they made bracket, but we really weren't worried about the game. I don't okay. think I played, uh, Cooper didn't play. Uh, yeah, it was a good opportunity for us to get, uh, some people some playing time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we went to Miami, Ohio, and you know that game was definitely the most satisfying game we had. Um, you know, we we just sort of ran the score. Cooper caught in uh, twelve seconds. Game time was eighteen twelve. Uh, you know, that game was a lot of fun. Uh, well, what do you think of their chasers? Because I know there's a ton of hype from. They're really like, athletic. They're really yeah. athletic. Um, I talked to one of them after after the game, and he was like, "Yeah, like." Um, like our first and second, like they, they apparently have some sort of like set game plan on offense. And he was like, yeah, our first and second options like weren't there. And people like started just like throwing up shots. Um, like I was playing keeper in that game. Uh, and I was having to go like way behind the hoops to like get the quaffle, like a decent number of the possessions. So they just couldn't really score against okay. us, I guess. Um, <clears throat> our beaters also locked that game down. Um, and then Texas State, that was a really close game. We were up three at one point, um, mm. but then you know Snitch on pitch came came on, and we we were just exchanging goals. And uh, yeah, uh, Christopher De La Fuente and uh, Ryan Araki absolutely locked down the Snitch in that game. Like mm. uh, Eric Reyes was seeking for them. They had like four catches called off. Okay. I guess he kept in. P- I don't know what was happening. And then like his like fifth one or something was called good, but it was like. We couldn't. We just couldn't get to this niche, and uh, so. And and I, and I know this is something interesting. Like you talking about UVA's beaters is that, um, as this was also mentioned on the secret floor. Like I feel like there are a lot of just like good college beaters. Um, I mean you can lump like Harris into that convo, like Connor Hughes on Cal, like Ivan, like Snap, or like just across the country for good teams. There's a lot of like good college beaters that a lot of people don't know about. But there's like very very few elite ones that can kind of take over a game like less than five, yeah. And which is why I think there's it so much. Takes, it takes a little bit for college beaters to become elite. Like it, it there's there's one more step beyond being a great college beater. Like even Jackson, <clears throat> Texas State Jackson is very different from from THC Jackson, um, in, in terms of the effectiveness. And yeah. I think like. And I think there's like, I think to your point, there's a lot of really good college beaters right now. And I think a lot of those college beaters are going to be elite beaters. Like in like the next year? In the next year, year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, think about the fact that Ivan's just a freshman. Think about yeah. the fact that Ryan Harris is probably only beat for like realistically all playtime combined two seasons tops. And like, if you think about it, like, people that kind of came to the top of my mind were like Tate. From UT yeah, and Naraki and maybe Steven. And if you think about it, like they played MLQ and they get to practice against Cole Travis, Augie, Hallie Pace, like every like the entire summer, or against like Max, you know, like play against Max, um, Mario. So I think like the 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 college beaters that are willing to commit to playing like a much higher level competition can take that next step. But right now, and like I think just in the near future, there'll be just like a plethora of just like solid, like NYU has solid beaters, you know. RPI has solid beaters, you know, just like good beaters, but like no one that can like we just blow up an entire game. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see, yeah. moving on to Texas. Anything else you wanted to say, David? Uh, I, I, 
I caught the last like 30 seconds of the A&M Texas State game. Yeah. I think A&M was up three. Texas State scored and then caught within yeah. like that last 30 seconds. Mm. Um, and, and I, again, I definitely think. Yeah. I definitely think A&M is a really really good team. They might be like the the best team not in the Elite Eight. I probably. <laughs> I don't know. They played in. I mean, not that Central Michigan was bad, but they played Central Michigan and arranged to get there. But they beat Cal. Good. They beat Cal. Yeah. They won. Yeah. yeah they, 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 Central they Michigan looked really good. And then they beat. And then they overseas. beat uh, Texas in the regular season too. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. At Southwest Regionals. Yeah. Um, but 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 Nick Roy or Nick Waugh, whatever his name is, he wasn't there at Nationals for some reason, and he plays a ton of their beater minutes. So. That that might be something to do with that. Um, let's see. All right, move, I guess we kind of move down to the bottom left half. Texas just kind of. Yeah, that's just Texas blowing through everybody. Yeah, and then we already talked about the anteater Ku stuff. Um, I mean, our quadrant is just as boring. Just us rolling through the Northeast. So there was a bunch of questions that like we're probably not going to entertain because it's pretty obvious about how um, one side of the bracket was skewed and one mm-hmm. side wasn't. And yeah, that's pretty obvious. Um, uh, yeah, that's basically yeah. it about those questions. <laughs> <laughs> if you got stuck on the left side of the bracket, you got absolutely screwed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we were, like I remember we were watching. We just watched Tiger win. And then the draw came. QCB Lone Star game on. And then the draw. And then the draw came out. And we're like, hey, you're playing Gamecock, Quidditch, like Baylor, Tufts, or RP, and then RPI, and then or like UCLA, UMD, like whoever came out of the bottom. We're like, there was a path to the final. Like, yeah. And then NYU came out of the bottom. Yeah. And we're like, oh, <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> like, oh, sick. Um, yeah, we were definitely happy to avoid UCLA because I mean, you guys know exactly what we want to do and how we play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like that, Pedro, isn't Pedro Godoy on your team? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so he <laughs> asked whether that affected the bracket, like, yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay, um, shout out to Tufts, though, for winning their first bracket game in, like, a long time. That Tufts-Baylor game, um, the 170-50 victory, we watched pretty much the entire thing. Um, this is one kind of Tufts that has a cannon for an arm, and he's just sniping the Baylor beater. Um, Baylor also runs the weirdest niche on pitch strategy ever. I don't know if you guys have seen it, yeah, but they just they just straight up defensive seek because uh, they don't have a seeker, which is weird because they have Gabe on their team. But they just straight up defensive seek un- until the third handicap and then try and catch. Like like every single one of their games, like, I bet if you look at their game times are over 30 minutes because they just straight up just defensive seek. Um, like, like we, like Jonah was snitching one of their games. And he had two defensive seekers. When is Baylor ASU? I think you said at one point they were defensive seeking when they were up 50. And, like, I mean, just let them pull at that point. Yeah. Like, they were defensive seeking each other. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, they did it in a tough game. And then they couldn't pull it out of range. And then tough, tough just pulled, yeah. So, congrats to them. Um, yeah, nothing else really. And then in the RPI game, I guess, like, addressing – the earlier question, like their their system, uh, we had heard a little about just a little bit about just like the triangle, but they didn't like they didn't really have anything special. Like they have a couple good quaffle players and Nick. They look scared in that game. You're talking about RPI. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They just like I feel like they don't have the players to play a system. Like I don't think they're even there yet. No offense to all the players on that team, but it's just like four <laughs> steps away from being being like competitive uh, they, they, they need like an actual good beater they like they like solid quaffle players like the guy that tackled you um nick dupree uh, and, dude, no, and nobody told me that guy was good yeah and tyler beckman yeah um, oh my god and then, and then they have the, the, this like female chaser that can shoot like unlimited she's is that 26 or 27 or something like that she's good yeah she's good um and then fiona is like a solid female beater for, the, for them but they just don't have a male beer that could really compete and like yeah. i was doing well in that game i was like oh yeah. shit yeah so um, and then UCLA portion bracket. Um, yeah. he has lost to, to he has lost to NYU. Yeah, I'd like to play that. I'd like that was a good game, and like I do think that at the end of the day, all being said, that team played be- the better Quidditch game of Quidditch. That's it. Like UCLA and the NYU game. Yeah, 
No, I'm saying oh, NYU played the better game of Quidditch. Oh, oh sure. NYU. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We we looked exhausted and we were not ready for that game mentally going into it. We, we had like flat. a three hour break baking in the sun and we were just. I mean, we were happy that we beat KU and Utah State already. And we were also just tired from playing all those. And also hurts that we only have one keeper. Like Simone's great and everything, but Jonathan's the only true like scorer. Yo, did did Liz really have a bum ankle? Yeah. Liz did. She did not chase on day one, and she only chased in the NYU game. And she caught six snitches in six games. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, she caught every single snitch except for the NYU overtime snitch. Oh, my Team God. USA, That's dude. unreal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So everyone who was saying that UCLA could only succeed if we used Liz right, um, we beat Mizzou, KU, and Utah State without Elizabeth chasing. Yeah, eat it. <laughs> At Ethan Sturm. And then, and then uh, Justin last names. broke his ankle. And um, Justin Van Lyn broke his ankle probably in the, in the dumbest way. Yeah, um, Jonathan. When we were playing U- okay. no Justin, Justin we were playing Utah State. A hoop got blown over, and then he stepped on it, and literally like uh-huh. his foot is still swollen, and it was an ankle injury. Um, and it's still three or four days later, like super swollen. He has to get an MRI on Tuesday, so he like he hobbled around the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, serious. Shut up, serious. <laughs> but yeah, right. Yeah, and I just harass two years ago, and he was like. Right, yeah. Edit that <laughs> um yeah um and then we talked about the nyu umd game right david I, I watched the live stream of it after um yeah i didn't catch it live i think i was yeah. playing texas state i believe that's yeah, yeah. that's the same slot mm-hmm. um but um when i was at nyu i mean I, I had heard a lot about um jack ebner like the blonde haired beater guy Je- uh, jeff jeff ebner yeah yeah jeff, yeah um and then, I don't know, and then, like, in our NYU game, apparently they're just gas and, like, kind of happy to be there. Um, they didn't really show up, but... Um, yeah, I mean, Maryland was the better team in that game against NYU. NYU yeah, they just won. couldn't ball. Yeah. Yeah. NYU's uh, there was... an interesting team, though. Like, I, like I said in our chat, too, earlier, like, they have interesting pieces that all yeah. together kind of combined uh, in a first string that that's able to keep up, but three back-to-back in-range tight games that they are not supposed to win. Yeah, um, they had two yes. very good seekers too. Yeah, yeah um, Kellen right. Cupid, whose last name is like actually Cupid. When I saw his jersey. I was like, uh, like there's another stupid nickname. Um, Landon Garfinkel is a good. What? Why do you gotta make fun of the dude? He needed nothing. To do. I know I didn't. I'm just, <laughs> dude, it's just no, 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 no. no, no you, like, you, you don't expect Cupid to be a last name. Yeah, yeah. It, well, 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 you know, like British people like Arden. jerseys. Arden, well, how do you know all these people's names from all across the country, and you say you're not gonna play Quidditch next year? <laughs> I, 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 I pay attention, dude. No, dude, this is your life. You're, you no. can't drop it. Um, yeah. Landon Garfinkel is their backup keeper. He's good. Um. <laughs> And of course, like Janice Liu and Frank Vincent, yeah. So yeah, of course, of course, all these people. <laughs> Her, um, uh, amateur yeah. college athletes from across the country that I, I know. <laughs> yeah, he just pays attention though. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh, for the I don't know if any of you guys saw it, Ohio University at any point. Not um, at all. During this, uh, um, I've I've played them the last two regionals. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I and I saw them a tiny bit. I saw the first like eight minutes of their Maryland game uh, day two. Okay, which they got like bodied. Uh, are they yeah, it was that? close. It was close early though, but yeah, they ended okay. up getting because they, they look like they've. I, I referenced them again. They're super big physical chasers. Yeah, they're massive, uh, but they just don't have the like the beating game to keep up. Their beaters are also like I would say on par with their chasers in terms of you know pecking order but they they have like i would say they're lacking strategy like i don't think that they like they look like a very unrefined team like gotcha. even def- offensively and defensively yeah. like it was just pretty easy to i don't I, like i like when i played them it, i played them in the semis of uh mid-atlantic regionals this year this this season yeah and, and last season uh we won out of range both times gotcha. um but yeah they're a physical team gotcha yeah, um, okay. Talk about your side of the brackets. Are we just going to skip over it because it's too easy? Our side? Yeah, no, we already... Yeah, it's, it's not really worth we, talking We about. addressed it for 30 uh, seconds. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then um, in the final, um, I don't know. I feel like there's there's been like this misconception that like that like our like that like Quaffle offense just like I don't know like did poorly and we're just like chucking hail marys, but like that was like entirely our beater's fault because like we just got dominated in the final. Um, and I don't and you couldn't really sit on the live stream because like the live stream angle is like really shitty and like how they cut to the cameras. Sure. <clears throat> um. But yeah, like we lost like every single beater battle to Tate, Kylie, and Jack. So and, yeah, so let's talk about that game because that's yeah. pretty much the only other relevant game to talk about. But I guess the critiques are that a Fenning didn't drive, and Fenning's one of the best drivers in the game, right? That's one. And obviously, there's there's things to that. Um, and and B, if Fenning was hurt and if Fenning was injured, why don't you play someone else up top with him to kind of extend their beaters and, and to spread the play out a little bit. Why did you just pretty much toss it to AJ and um, and Maddie and Eli behind the hoops? Because, yeah, the beater battle was never going to be won, and I'm sure you guys knew that going into the game. Um, but <laughs> I mean, we expected the beater battles to be close, but, like, it felt like a lot of the times it was zero on two bludgers yeah. on a lot of our offenses. So, like, when that happens, there's not really much you can do, but just kind of throw it up and pray. Yeah, but 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 I don't know. This is again, this is coming from someone who plays with Tony, whose offense is pretty much Tony, and then we'll see what happens. Um, like once that doesn't work, you gotta think of something else. Yeah. First of all, um, second of all, um, I don't know. You're gonna get pressed. Like if you're gonna lose a trade, if you're gonna lose an ISO, and you're gonna get pressed, you need to find an outlet, and that outlet isn't gonna be behind the hoops three times in a row because because they have defenders too yeah you yeah. guys would have benefited definitely from a second ball carrier like someone who you can pass it to and like they can do something with it other than like shoot it within the next two seconds yeah and, and that could be like, i know that's something like we were thinking about which is that um i don't know i mean hindsight 2020 sure you know we'd love to change what we did but right in the moment i mean and yeah, like, I'm, just, I'm like only talking about this not to like dig into you and like roast you about the way you played in the finals of a national championship because obviously you guys played really well to get there. This is just a hindsight is 2020. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, like let's let's think about what we could have done differently kind of situation. I mean, for me, I thought it was just like okay, if our beaters can just trade or if our beaters can just like win a battle here and there, like you know we might be able to like find a rhythm and, and you know get into that groove, but it, it just didn't happen. Um, yeah, and, and then I think if we, like, split out wide, um, then it, like, extends the possession a little bit, then we can do something else, but, yeah. I mean, Texas, like, they train, I don't know, they're just straight up a better team. And yeah, everyone, they're good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, like, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's been a couple of questions about this from, from people, and... Not, like, taking it seriously? About, yeah, I guess, like, again, I'm not, again, I'm... The caveat is that you, I'm not saying this to roast you guys, but it just felt like you guys gave up on on, on trying like 10 minutes in because you realized <laughs> that you were going to lose the game because you were down 6-0. As opposed to being, all right, we're down 6-0. There's only three more points till we're back in range. Like, let's take a timeout and figure this shit out. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily like the mentality. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily the mentality I had. We just didn't really... I think maybe the super easy path to the final ended up turning us in that way. Um, because, you know, we were just rolling through the bracket. Yeah, it was then, pretty shocking that yeah. we, just, we, we were just having our way the entire right, way through the bracket. Right. And it, it was definitely shocking that yeah. we weren't able to first do true whatever we wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, even in the A&M game, the Chasers were rolling. Um, like, I mean, and that UT team is pretty formidable too. Like a chaser, like matchup to matchup, you're, you're outmatched for the most part. Yeah. And like, there's not much you can do, but like, like, I, like my point in the chat, I was saying that like, if you made a team of all the people that Cal knocked out, like an all-star team of all the people that Cal knocked out in the bracket, plus Cal versus the same UT team, you probably wouldn't have a different result in terms of who the win, who wins the game. Oh, like and also, players from NYU and RPI and shit? And R- yeah, and RPI and, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Also, look at these scores. Like, Cal lost 150 to 40, but Texas State lost 140 to 60. 
Um, KU lost 140 to 40. Mizzou lost 120 to 40. RIT, who kept us and KU in range, lost 170 to 20. So, I mean, I didn't watch Texas all day, but it looks like they were just doing this to everybody all day. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that given that it's a national championship final, like I think everyone expects yeah yeah the losing team to to have a, at least somewhat of a shot because you think it's going to be an even game. But the UT team is very impressive, and I think that's like not to be understated at all. Yeah, and I think I feel like the um I guess there's more credit to Maryland for keeping them even. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just yeah, the, for that one question that you guys didn't want to talk about um, that someone asked, uh, with, was UCLA's national run more impressive than Cal's na- nationals run? And I think this question is directed specifically at the UCLA World Cup 6 run, um, but who knows, so we'll talk about both. Uh, when it comes to the UCLA World Cup 6 run versus Cal's uh, World Cup 12 run, I'd say, this is my take, obviously, but I think UCLA's run is... Obviously, UCLA had a better fight, but I think Cal's run is more impressive given what Cal was able to do in the last two seasons and basically turn that program around into being a national contender, um, as opposed to UCLA, who had like several Team USA players and Alex Brown, Missy, Vanessa, Asher, et cetera, et cetera, um, and, and, and made it where they were expected to be, which was competing for the championship. Uh, but UCLA is obviously the more historic program of the two of them, given that they put up a better fight. That's my take. Yeah. Um, um, and if we want to talk about this year... Yeah, I like that question better. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, I, and I think we can like even mold that question to like who had the yep. second best showing, right, behind Texas. Like, is it UMD? Is it Cal? Is it Virginia? You know? Is it yeah. Texas State? I I feel like I feel like maybe but UMD ahead just because of the one game with Texas. Like I feel like it's just like a huge second tier behind Texas of the Elite Eight teams minus um the Elite Eight teams minus RPI and NYU. Um, yeah. And like that 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 makes up the second tier. Add A and M. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say A&M is pretty decent, too. If you were to rank the top five, where would you go? you go and then what? You going to be... Like, 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 uh, like performances or, like, how good the teams are? How good the teams are. Like, everything considered, whole season considered. Um, if we were to go a top five college team in the country right now... So if you were to do an eighth-man ranking... Yeah, if we, yeah, if we were to do an eighth-man <laughs> ranking, where would we go? Oh. All right, Ryan Harris. <laughs> oh, Ryan Harris, one of the two people who submitted my uh, my rankings. You've already submitted it? Yeah, I think so. All right, let's I mean, pull it up. I watched a lot of college footage. I can I can pull it up and see what I said. All right, um, um, David Bottle, do you want to go first, then? I'll go second. All right. Um, I'll say I'll, <laughs> I'll say Texas, Cal, UMD, um, in that order, and then. Uh, Texas State UVA. I mean, I, I, I still think you gotta respect KU. Yeah. You I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, a, I mean, it's I mean, so I mean, tough. It yeah. is really tough. Like, I think that four or five I'm, I'm, spots are the most difficult ones. I mean, I'm putting KU four. Dude, they literally like didn't have a good result the entire <laughs> the entire tournament. I mean, they, yeah, were still their, that team. they were winning their games. Isn't that, like, what matters? And then they just got dicked on by Texas, which is here's, very fair. Here's my top five. It's UT first, Texas State second, then KU, then UMD, then UVA, then Texas A&M is six. Rip Cal, bro. Damn, so you have us eight? Yeah. <laughs> you ranked us below <laughs> you? You got yeah. by NYU. Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, Dude, that's because Justin had a broken ankle. Last time we played, we beat you guys. <laughs> I will say that 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 if with a healthy Justin, uh, I think this this national championship would have been a very different tournament. Well, like oh, like okay. like UCLA doesn't lose to NYU. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I UCLA just think about it. We NYU. caught the snitch first, 
All right, Justin makes at least 10 points of difference. So if Elizabeth catches that snitch and we're not down 30. You think Justin's then... a 10-point player? Oh, like, okay, like one like, goal? Like a single point. Yeah, okay. one goal. <laughs> <laughs> one goal against NYU. I think Justin can make yeah. that chance, dude. Yeah. Right. Hey, you're right after us. <laughs> Why would you bring Texas State to uh, Whatever. Right, go ahead, I mean, David. It's all, it's all Here's... awesome. It's been like two through five, I think. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Six, uh, all right, mine... Um, is Texas, um, then Texas State, and then A and M. Wow. I think you got. I think you have to give A and M credit for their performance against Texas State. They were up three. Texas State scored and then caught. That's unfortunate, but it's a it's a very quality loss. Yeah. And then they beat Cal. Um, I think that's I think that's impressive. Uh, so I have them at three. Um, four. Uh. I think I I think I was talking about this yesterday with my team. I think I put Cal at four, and then um, five. Um, I think I think it's really between KU, UMD, UVA. Um, I think those are the next three teams. Um, I don't know how I don't know how to interpret KU's results. Um, I think comparing UMD and UVA are, is much more interesting, actually. Because UMD gets credit for you know being the only team that kept Texas close and arguably uh, like beat them in theory. You know they had a good catch that was called off that was clearly good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then UVA actually beat Texas State and UVA was the only non-Southwest team to beat either Texas, Texas State, or Texas A&M. Yeah, uh, I think you know I think we get a little bit of credit for. Uh, so, it's. I think those next three are pretty tough. I, I mean, I feel awkward like tr- like putting uh, UVA and UMD in like the same category as Kansas, like based on what we thought going into nationals. But I just totally. think that I think that like KU's national performance, like they just didn't really look. They did not show like up. the team we expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, and then Ryan. Uh, UT, Cal, UMD, Kansas, and Texas State five. I mean, but it, it's it's hard. Like, I would love to see more matchups between Cal and, and these teams. It would have been interesting. Yeah. If you guys had a seeker, you would jump up to like two or three in my book. Like, if you still had Owen, even. Yeah. Uh, love Owen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Miss that guy. Totally. Um, and then I think that should. Then do you want to? Talk about community for like a minute. No, community sucks. Not even. It's been an hour 20. That's plenty. Oh, shit, really? Well, there was like six minutes where we didn't record because your internet dropped, but. <laughs> well, right, let's quickly wrap up any interesting questions that we have. Uh, there's one called College MVP by of the Tournament by Position. Let's just do seven people. If like we can... a collegiate. I know there's something that, that was mentioned, like a collegiate All-American team. Yeah, collegiate top, top, top six or whatever. A pinch of salt oh, and laughter too. I think Eli Erdl has to be in.